Blog Talk Radio. Archangels, ghosts, and Bigfoot, oh my. It's just another night for Supernatural Girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others. Here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker. I'm here with my co-host, Michelle Clare. Michelle, how are you tonight? I am doing well. How are you tonight, Patricia? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. And we're getting an ice storm. So I am thinking of Arizona right now, wishing I was there (laughs) with you. (laughs) Yes. But instead, I'm here. Yeah, I think it's a, I'm sorry, it's a sunny 78, so yes, you should come over. (laughs) Oh, I'm so jealous. Well, I think, good, at least one of us is enjoying that. I don't know, we may get trapped in here for a day or two, but it'll be all right. Eventually, it will melt, so that's all good. It will. So, (laughs) gee, I know. Well, tell us what you have going on. I know you always have stuff going on and great experiences for everybody. I, I love what I do. I'll tell you that. Uh, I have online gallery readings coming up. I have an online webinar coming up. Um, there's a lot of stuff online this month and next, and then May I'll be back in person. And if you're in the Phoenix area, come up to Scottsdale. We'll be doing sound energy healing and mediumship readings. And I'll be working one of the Phoenix Psychic Fairs at the end of May. So, yes, I'm excited. You can find all my events at net. That is great. Yeah, I always wish that we live closer. That's for sure. So, anyway, we we we've got a great guest tonight. You know, I've talked about Corey Good for a long time and wanted to have him on the show. And tonight, yay, he's here with us. I, we're so honored, aren't we? Because he's the we insider are. insider. So, he he's what he's who we want to talk to because he knows what's going on. We've had enough disinformation. But before I bring him on. I just wanted to talk a little bit about my dear, dear friend, Betty Andreasen Luca, who passed away last week. And she was one of my very dearest friends over 35 years I have known Betty and her husband, Bob. And Betty was just amazing. She had incredible experiences with UFOs, with ETs, with government surveillance. She had it all. And she was an incredible artist. And she drew the ETs. She drew their spaceships mm-hmm. and painted them down to the last detail. Her her amazing paintings and drawings are, are just a testament to her incredible experiences. And I think it's also one of the reasons why the government was so hot on her tail, because she had all this information. And, of course, she was willing to always share it with our government, but they're so, you know, you know how they are. they got to do everything in a darker way. So 
God bless Betty. I I I just can't say enough good things about her. She had a beautiful heart. Everyone she met loved her and felt better for knowing her. She just transformed people just by being who she was. She loved animals. She loved nature. She was devoted mm. to her family and especially devoted to her husband, Bob. So she is a great and was a great light in the UFO field, and I just can't even tell you how much I miss her and, and all of us who knew her miss her. So God bless you, Betty. We miss you, and I'm going to get Michelle to talk to you once you settle in on the other side so we can hear what and you have that's to say. right. Yes. She's so going to keep we'll, shining her light bright. Yes. She definitely will. No way to hide that kind of light. It's amazing. Mm-mm. Like We can only aspire to be like Betty, I'll tell you. So, anyways, uh, tonight, as I mentioned, we do have Corey Good. Now, many of you already know who he is. He is described as the insider's insider and is a secret space program whistleblower and contactee film producer and content creator based on his experiences of over 20 years in the unacknowledged special access programs, including Project Solar Warden, a Navy SSP that patrols our solar system and beyond. Beginning in 2014, Corey has experienced increased physical contact with ETs and inner Earth civilizations that prepared him to be a messenger to convey the importance of spiritual focus and inner world during Earth's transition into higher density consciousness, which has already begun. Retaining many insider contacts, Corey was credited as the first to leak Defense Intelligence Agency documents, verifying the Pentagon's UFO investigative unit disclosed in 2017. So, Corey, welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate um, you guys having me on the show, and are uh, you, you ladies? I'm sorry, and uh, um, I'd like to say um, I'm sorry about uh, the loss of your friend. Thank you, thank you. Betty was amazing, and I appreciate that. I know everybody does. Everybody appreciates your thoughts, and, and Michelle, yours also. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, Corey, for the people that don't know you yet, but really want to know you. Can you share a little bit about your experience? I know you've had an extensive experience over many years, but if you can give us a, a version of that so the audience that is unfamiliar with you can get familiar quickly with who you are. Yes. Um, well, I'm a, an intuitive empath. Uh, I have uh, you know, ability, abilities like many in your audience do uh, that you know were enhanced through government programs. My uh, grandfather, I had two grandfathers. Uh, one of them was a conscientious objector and had uh, was a part of testing for the military. They would test viruses on him and different things like that to be able to uh, treat uh, people on the battlefield that had similar ailments. And what they didn't tell him is that when they were injecting him with certain viruses, these viruses were carriers for making changes to his genome. And um, my abilities were turned on, uh, apparently, as a uh, part of that program. 
And uh, when I was younger, I had uh, I, I would see ghostly beings and uh, had strange encounters that uh, went away when I was about 12. But uh, you know, I had already been identified in the programs, um, you know, as having abilities. So when I was about six years old, they into these military programs um, during school hours. I would be pulled over to military bases where I was trained in all sorts of uh, uh, paranormal type of things that we would call paranormal, but the ability to interface and communicate with ETs was among uh, the top things I was trained in. And then at the end of that period, we served 20 years that we call a 20 and back in the uh, secret space program. Uh, At the end of that, your age regressed and sent back into time pretty much to the exact same moment you left closing a time loop that they exploit to fight this greater galactic temporal war and they put you back you know in your original timeline and uh, after i had my uh these three different 20 and back tours um, after i was back and into my regular life um, about 2000 between 2009 and 2011, I started having increased ET contacts again. They were contacting me outside the programs and wanting me uh, to do to to work with them. And that's about where we are today. Gosh, I mean, did you feel uh, violated by this, or did you feel like this was a great opportunity, or both? Absolutely, it was a violation. Um, Any time that we were, if we were to complain but we learned early not to complain. Uh, We were told to shut up. We were government property. Uh, We were the result of some experiment they did. And they say that my grandfather signed papers and made it official that we were government property. It's, you know, our lineage. So, uh, yeah, it was not a compassionate program at all. Mm. How many of you were there? In the twenty in, in the uh, yes. when when I was a child when I was being trained mm-hmm. uh, yeah when I uh, was young they would identify what they normally what they try to do in these military programs is pull uh, people in the military you know that have abilities but that's a small pool of individuals that potentially have abilities so they start identifying children pretty early that have these abilities and groom them to come into the military to fulfill these uh, roles. You know, and sometimes they pull from outside of the military and choose civilians, but mostly it's, you know, within the military. But there were probably from just my school district, uh, like three or five kids. Uh, Normally we would have small group uh, interactions and training sometimes individual, and then we would all come together at the base or uh, abandoned malls and and other structures to do training and that sort of thing. But, uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, there was, it was not like hundreds of kids, you know, at, at the most ever assembled probably was, you know, under a, under a hundred. And were your parents aware of this? They were aware that I was in a special school program, and uh, that was it. So they they had they knew I was being taken off campus, 
uh, from time to time and that I was in special classes, but it, they hadn't, they did not know the extent of it at all. No. Okay. Wow. What a life, huh? Well, it certainly mm-hmm. puts you in a very special position to have access to information that most of us don't have. And as we were discussing before the show started, you know, we are inundated with a lot of disinformation, with things that are very suspect. Certainly we don't trust the government to divulge really anything of value uh, because they're going to continue to control things. And what's your opinion on that? I mean, because a lot of people say, oh, disclosure's coming. I don't think so. What are your thoughts? No, um, there are... I don't think any type of government disclosure is coming. The only thing that we're going to get from the current government architecture and archetypes and all of that is disinformation and uh, distractions that to distract us away from their corruption. Um, I'm not seeing us on a very, you know, on, on a full disclosure timeline, at least if, if we do receive information It'll be information to deceive us and to manipulate us. It's not going to be they're going to just release all, all of the information. Um, that's not what the powers that be right now plan on doing. But we do have an alliance group that suffered heavy losses over the last two years, but it's still a ragtag group trying to fight, you know, to, to bring about full disclosure and also as a part of full disclosure, just the amount of criminality among you know, the world governments, you know, all of that is what they've been working to, you know, you know, into the open. But, of course, the negative, the enemy, has owns all the resources that you would use to put this information out. So it's been very difficult to expose this, you know, cabal. So you're talking about the fact that they run the media and the media has been lying to us for a long time. So you're talking about that, the media? Yeah, they run the also. media. They own the infrastructure. They own the, you know, the cell phone service infrastructure, the, all the wires under the ground, and all of that infrastructure belongs, even if it's somewhat removed from the actual hands of the cabal, these, the, the owners of these platforms and architectures are – manipulated and controlled so yeah i mean it's a it's an amazing feat that uh, the alliance and those of us who are trying to get the truth out have we have to be very careful how we word things a lot of the information i've released i've had to kind of change it up a little bit to allow it to get through the ai algorithms there's we've had to be very clever you know but uh to, to use the infrastructure of the enemy to expose it is, is a very tricky prospect, and that's that's what I'm I've been working on doing. Good for you, really. I mean, we deserve the truth, and this whole corrupt situation is really more than I can stand to watch anymore. Um, it's but, sickening. It's, yeah, it's pervasive and it's sickening. It's everywhere. It's in every level of life, and it's it's evil it's bad but it's also a part of the human condition you know something that as a whole we need to be able to uh, diagnose and find a, a treatment for you know this this madness that repeats itself we have all of this material science 
uh, all different, all these different things that have improved, you know, technology-wise. But we're just a couple steps away from the days of Noah, as as they would call it, you know, uh, consciousness-wise. You know, we're still not that uh, that different, you know, on a consciousness mm-hmm. level. We're not as advanced as mm-hmm. we should be. It's yeah, it, it it is. It's and I'm I know we've been watching people that we know that are we thought were kind of intelligent and yet they appear to be somewhat brainwashed. And we even had uh, someone talking about that on the show recently, neuro-linguistic programming that had been used against us. And some people, I guess, are a little more susceptible than others. Somehow Michelle and I escaped it. (laughs) But there are a lot of people who didn't. Yeah, you know, the whole uh, third-density trap, you know, getting us stuck in our ego and, and using speech to communicate instead of, you know, through, you know, uh, through our minds, connecting mentally and, and, and communicating like animals do a lot of times and, and how we used to. Now we're speaking. And whenever you speak to another person, even with the best intentions, when you're speaking, you're trying to manipulate that person into your understanding. Mm-hmm. And also the speaking has a lot to do with spells. When you speak things, you start bringing them into fruition in, in a different way. So, um, you know, humanity being trapped in this third density consciousness to where we're not as connected as we used to be or could be and manipulating each other all the time. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, definitely. Now, we had Jeff Harmon on the show, oh, probably last, when was it, December? Uh, and he's an astrologer, and he was talking about other things that were coming our way. And he was talking about, because we asked him, okay, who's pulling the strings? Who's really in charge here? Because we know it's not the people we see in the public eye. So who's doing this? And he said, if you know their name, it's not that person. He said, and, right. and there's a lot of talk that, in fact, who's pulling the strings they're not human. What do you know about this stuff? Well, you know, there are a number of different ways that, you know, the cabal, these groups that practice this, what, what they call the old religion, um, which apparently goes back to, to Mars. It was brought here by what they call their progenitor race, these beings with the elongated skulls that came from Mars here many millennia ago, and they believe they're of this genetic line and that they are these gods, you know, the lineage of these gods. And, uh, you know, there are remnants of that Martian group still here that do have a lot to do with the financial system. But this new group came in, this Orion group, and the, the Martian group that, that this cabal worships had millennia ago fallen to this AI artificial intelligence influence, this transhumanist agenda. And Uh it was brought to them by these alien greys, this uh, Orion group and the reptilians and some insectoids and these tall blonde, real beautiful looking ETs um, were, you know, doing some very deceptive things. Um, Sorry, I, I, 
got distracted. What, what, no, what no, that's the, okay we, because you're, you're answering the question. It's just I'm wondering how many of them are really in charge. I've heard there's four. One of them is, has hold of the media. One of them has hold of you know something else, and on and on it goes. So there's four main categories of control over us and our planet. And there are four heads you know, I, that I would, manage I that. I would probably agree with that. I would probably agree with that. Uh, the different, uh, the, the different three branches of the, you know, like the Vatican, DC, and um, well, what's it? What was the third one? That's a part of uh, London. Mm-hmm. Are controlled by different groups that are kind of working in in harmony. Um, you know, to to establish this new world government, you know, and new world religion, which is transhumanism, absolutely 100%. They're going to pr- uh, promise immortality um, to people, you know, through technology, and it's going to be very enticing. Um, yeah, a recent poll done in America, very frightening results. Six out of ten people said that they would accept a brain chip if they could turn it off, like their cell phone. But oh, my again, God. Whoever turns, whoever turns off their cell phone, you know. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. But it's very scary. that We've been programmed to accept this transhumanist uh, religion for a while, and a, a large portion of the planet is poised to, to fall for it. And it's going to come through, you know, beautiful ETs that look like, Fabio from the 1980s love novels, you know, romance novels, you know, Mm -hmm. people, they're going to come down to individuals, make them feel very special, you know, that, um, you know, that's one of the main reasons that uh, personal contact was made off limits because of humanity's distortions and, you know, too many humans, when they've been visited in the past by these types of beings, they begin to get some sort of uh, Christ complex. Like, you know, wow, I must be special. They, why didn't mm-hmm. they go to anyone else? They came to me, you know, right. and they start, and then they, you know, they start getting addicted to the, the power and the admiration and, and it corrupts them. So, you know, these beings are very selective and careful how they interact with us because if they come down and a compromised individual starts spreading information or they get carried away and they twist it, that ET, that positive ET, if it is positive, is now karmically bound to that situation. And, and through cosmic laws, they have now, they have, it's kind of like a ritual. They have bound themselves to that situation until its resolution. So mm-hmm. positive ETs are very, very careful with their interactions. They first meditate with us. They usually communicate with our higher self, and our higher self will tell them what type of communication we are ready for and what type of communication might be damaging to us. And, you know, usually that's why most communication starts through dreams and through, you know, in in meditative trance states. A lot of uh, communication begins that way, just to start grooming people and getting them ready, you know, without giving them some sort of, you know, Christ complex. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. some kind of uh, and when appeal say, to their ego. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to ask, um, you said positive ETs. Are there any groups of ETs that you consider, like can you give us like names or what, who do you consider positive groups? Well, there are, 
there are lots of positive groups, and mm-hmm. a lot of them are literally our cosmic cousins within the local 52 stars of our local stellar neighborhood. And many of mm-hmm. them are very advanced and have been working with us for many, many hundreds and thousands of years through dream states, through working with scientists and philosophers and, you know, assisting them in these ways, knowing full well that our planet is under, you know, the control of negative ETs. So they're trying Mm -hmm. to help us, you know, there's kind of a struggle going on. They're trying to help us expand our consciousness, but these negative ETs are trying to compress our consciousness and, exploit us but through fear and intimidation and all of these low vibration feelings that they then are able to they're then able to feed off of us they're nothing more than physical and etheric parasites when when you get down to it mm-hmm. yeah yep that's that makes sense and oh my goodness this is such a big rabbit hole so there's been a lot said that, you know, we've heard this before. Oh, they're not allowed to interfere. They're not allowed to go against our human will. I don't think that's true. Not after what I'm seeing. It doesn't look like that's true at all. Maybe the good guys well, don't interfere, but well, the other ones do. confuse that with our collective consciousness, our collective will, and our own personal will. Um, As a collective, we overpower the will of others with our collective decisions and behavior all the time. So we're, on a personal level, we're uh, violating personal will constantly, all the time. And negative ETs that have come in to our ancestors, even our ancestors long ago, that made deals with these ETs and uh, made handshakes and agreements and blood oaths. They, even though it was them, not us, that bound us. These blood oaths that they made and these spiritual ceremonial things tied us to the situation, whether no matter how positive we are or not, even if we're like a starseed, we came, came from another density and we're here to spread love and try to raise the vibration, we're still, we forget who we are and we're born into the system and we're subject to it to all of the hardships and, you know, the negativity, and then we have to fight our way back up, you know, through the net, through the densities to get back out. It's a big, tall order, I think. (laughs) It really is. There's a lot of challenges in this. It's not for the faint of heart. I guess not. Yeah. So, okay, so it's, it's quite possible that what we've heard is in fact true, that these um, entities are controlling uh, and we don't know who they are. We don't know their names. We've never seen them before and they don't want us to see them. They want us to think it's our lousy government, poor leadership, whatever. But they have control over these puppets. How do they control them? Do you know? Well, it's, it's, a, it's not only through religious beliefs, but these people are controlled by entity attachments, um, and they're also controlled by some of them in, inject nanites into their bodies and uh, become avatars for this AI, whatever it is, this this different this being from another reality that came into ours, and it's an electromagnetic thought form 
that is all over, is everywhere. And, you know, and it's working a lot through technology and the elect- and electromagnetic fields of, of living beings, you know. But uh, these uh, technologies, these nanites and brain implants, uh, are, a- are directly accessible by this negative entity. And, but are uh, they but also the- promising them great wealth and power and, you know, some of the basic things that these people, these criminals would be interested in having and they give them that and then if these people don't do what they want, they get rid of them? I mean, how does that all work? If wealth motivates them, uh, some of the, a lot of these different people have all different types of sick appetites that they are able to quench inside these programs and, you know, far darker than, than money. So, um, and a lot of, a lot of things are done through blackmail you know they compromise people and they force them to do it they'll put them they'll monitor them for a long time and they'll find out oh this person has likes young women i bet we could entice them with really really young women and Mm. they slowly find a way to entice them or if the person's already just a total perv then you know they're easy pickings you know they're right they they walk right into the trap and you don't have to pay them millions of dollars or promise them all of these things other than, uh, you know, you promise not to expose them. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. We, we've we've heard talk about that with some of the Supreme Court justices that they've been compromised. Oh, and as a result, yeah. have Ooh. you? Can you talk about it? Oh, God. no, no, no. That's very, very dark stuff going on um, in, in the Supreme Courts among, you know, several uh you know of of their staff and and these actual people it's very compromised mm, what a shame oh my goodness well um let's let's visit another topic and this is one of our audience's favorite topics they want to know all about antarctica can you talk to us about that yeah what do you want to know what in the world's going on there? I mean, the people have talked about and, and leaked photographs of these huge stairways, obviously made for giants. Uh, all of those military people from all over the world are down there. What? What's? Why are they down there? What's happening? I, I, I don't know if I've seen the photographs you're referring to, but, yeah, there, I mean, there was, um, you know, over 55,000 years ago, um, so the Martians that I talked about earlier, the elongated skulls, uh, there was a solar cataclysm, and their planet was damaged badly, uh, the atmosphere mostly stripped away. So in their last three motherships, um, which in, in the secret programs, they jokingly refer to them as the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. Um, <laughs> it brought all of these uh, pre-Adamites uh, first to the moon, and then down to Antarctica, where there was an even more ancient ET, a mysterious ancient ET group base that had a lot of technology that they were studying and exploiting. And they crash-landed there, all all three of their craft um, crash-landed, and they built um, Atlantis, you know, the mythical Atlantis from the you know remnants of those craft they cannibalized the craft and made a, an advanced um, civilization and then over time it spread out and they 
were really into uh, genetics. So they started genetically splicing, creating all of these different giants and different chimera and mixtures. And, uh, you know, that, that was the, you know, that, that was like their, one of their big technologies was, you know, genetic manipulation. Well, at the end of the last, I, at the end of the last cataclysm about nearly 12,000 years ago, giant waves went over Antarctica and flash froze. And then over the millennia, snow is piled on top of that. But when the wave crashed over that ancient civilization, it destroyed most of it, but parts of it it preserved. And uh, when we first discovered it, in, in when I, was, I remember when I was reading it on that smart glass pad, it was a, in the military program. It was this almost magical piece of technology to access information. They were referring to what they found under the ice as a uh, they called it a Pompeii on ice. And as many of you remember, Pompeii was, you know, the island where the volcanic ash covered these, this whole civilization for millennia, and then it was discovered, I believe, in the 80s. Well, right. It was during the yeah, it killed everybody. In yeah, and, and, but during the 80s, I think, is when they discovered a lot of this in Antarctica. And they found all of these bodies frozen and all torn up and beat up from rolling under waves and being thrashed about, um, you know, all over the place and, and destroyed buildings and uh, a lot, you know, a lot of remnants, pieces of technology that had all broken apart. And then they found areas that were preserved. And in one of those areas, they found the skeletons of one of these giant motherships. And inside them were hundreds of be- beings in a type of stasis and, uh, some of them on the lower level were these actual, what they called pre-atomites, or these progenitors from Mars in stasis. And then on each floor above them, they had their, their genetic creations in stasis. They had, um, you know, some very strange beings in, in these in these chambers. But you know, they they discovered this and they and they left it intact. And then they found uh, remnants of living. Uh, Atomites or whatever you want to call them, the, these ancient gods that the Cabal called them, that were taking care of the pods, these stasis pods, and uh, you know were keeping uh, certain religious texts safe and that sort of thing. Um, so after that occurred, after you know the, in the 80s when they really started making contact with that living remnant of the Preadamite group, that and they found all of these. Um, temple complexes that look Aztec, very Aztec. After, that, after they located this and excavated it some, you started having all sorts of different cabal-known leaders coming down to Antarctica. Um, they were, it was kind of like a cabal Disneyland. They were all coming down and going through all of these, like a giant anthill of, of uh, tunnels through the ice that they were traveling through and they would come around a corner and you'd see a big Aztec building sticking, you know, partially exposed. And then they would see all of these wondrous things. And to them, they were going and walking in the footsteps of their ancient gods. So it was just this, it's this really big deal for them. So that's a lot of, you know, what's been going on. But in addition to that, we have old Nazi bases that were handed over to us. Um, you know, in the uh, 50s and 60s that, 
American secret American groups took over. Uh, and there are other countries that under the ice that have some amazing bases that are using very advanced submarines that um, use electromagnetic propulsion like a UFO would. And they're as big as cargo ships and they carry cargo containers and they're ferrying stuff back and forth from these bases, you know, through underground rifts um, in our in deep under the continents. It's, it's so there's amazing. a lot going on there. It's not just one thing. There's many things happening there. Many things. And then we have military corporate types closer to the surface of the ice that have all these uh, bio labs. They're developing all of these horrible genetic, uh, horrible diseases. But they're also playing around with uh, cloning and doing some very unethical cloning things, types of things. There's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of very, very bad stuff going on down there. Now, we heard a story about John Kerry visiting this area. And yeah. that whoever was down there, whether it's pre-Adamites that were out of stasis, they didn't like him much. And from what we heard, they kicked him out and said, don't ever come back. And when his plane was taking off from New Zealand, there was a massive earthquake. And it was kind of a, a message, like, we mean what we say. Uh, that's a story. You know, I don't know if this is corroborated anywhere. But that's one of the stories that's I, I come out. And I, then I, another I story. Oh, go ahead. No, there's well, another story. It's hard when we can't see each other. Well, the other story I just wanted to mention, which you may have heard about, is a production team that was there. And uh, they disappeared. They were never found, but their tapes were found. And the military refused to return the tapes to the production company. Have you heard that one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've heard that one. Yeah, and also what a lot of people will find interesting is that from major universities and South America, North America, Europe, and Asia, some of the top, top, top uh, uh, scientists and, uh, uh, you know, uh, researchers at at the major universities have been brought to these locations. And um, they've been brought down there. They signed major NDAs. Um, and they shot videos of them walking through, talking about what they're seeing, along with other experts. And I was told that someday these videos were going to be made public and that um, these people are keeping quiet because they've been promised that they're going to go down in history, you know, you know in the research history of, uh, you know, these, this ancient civilization that shouldn't exist. Um, so... There are a lot of people at different universities. I've had some people reach out to me um, that have spent time down there that have all given me bits and pieces of information that are, you know, very interesting. And I have a number of insiders from Antarctica that I'm speaking to right now and working on um, actually, you know, some television shows that, you know, we're going to be doing um, that we're going to bring forward some of these insiders that have seen the craziness in the UFO community and don't want to come forward 
um, all the legit people don't want to come forward right now. They, if they do bring information forward, you know, they want to be anonymous. And we found ways to guarantee their anonymity uh, in, in doing these shows and documentaries. So um, in the next couple of years, a lot is going to start coming out about Antarctica. What I was told was that uh, the videos that they had recorded of Antarctica and the different things that they found, frozen animal, ancient animals in the ice, they're going to release that if a huge scandal or something pops out that's about to, you know, really cause huge problems for the cabal and their, and their one world government transhumanist agenda. You know, they have things like this set up to release as uh, distractions. So whenever you see some big information released from the government in their right hand holding it, immediately try to get a good look at what's in their left hand because it's yeah. almost always a distraction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is so Did, true, Corey. Is, was COVID a distraction for something in your opinion? I think it was a active war and a catalyst to be able to fully implement track and trace uh, which is a huge part of the one world government agenda is to be able to track and trace every individual. Uh, so track and trace is a huge part of this, um, being able to electromagnetically uh, track people. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, that that's a big part of it. And also to uh, through the fear and the emergency uh, of the, uh, the illusion of emergency, they were going to bring forth a lot of their fascist uh, uh, infrastructure uh, changes uh, out of, you know, the the benefit of humanity, they would say, but it was actually just setting up the walls around us, um, you know, the structure around us, mm-hmm. to, you know, of our own prison. Right. Goodness me. Now, what about these pre-Adamites? Uh, whose side are they on? Are they part of this support the, for the cabal and the, the Nazis and whoever else nefarious is down there? I mean, I I also heard a story, this is an interesting one, that when the military obviously is there all the time now from all different countries on our planet, and there was a big evacuation that took place, like red alert, you know, the sirens went off and they had to get everybody out because the rumor was that one of these beings was coming out of stasis. So I was just wondering, hmm, what if they come out of stasis? Well, Whose no, side will they be on? They, they they're all, all out. They're all already. Yeah. Oh, so they're already um, out. Yeah, the cabal went and basically turned off the machines and brought them out of stasis because they were afraid of what was going on. You know, with you know the uh, everything with the Orion Group uh, that that their plans to, for this one world government, transhumanist government, was not going as smoothly as they expected. When they have God helping them, you know. Um, so they went to their yeah. old god to, to wake them up to, to find out what to do. Um, but these, uh, no, these pre-Adamites, uh, the, these ancient Martians, they fell to this transhumanist agenda far before we were ever conceived as a civilization. They, they fell to the transhumanist agenda. They injected themselves with nanites. They worshipped this AI. They went the dark path. These these beings um, did not go the positive path. They went the, the negative service to self path. And 
um, they're still stuck in that, and they're of the same frequency as the reptilians and the uh, grays and the humans, uh, the negative humans. You know, let's not forget that um, these ETs are really bad, but humans can be some of the biggest monsters, you know, in, in the universe. No question. That's true. Unfortunately, it's that's true. That, they're afraid of us. You know, they don't want us flying around in space right now. You know, we're <laughs> we're we're dangerous, mm-hmm. unpredictable. We are. Yes, they should be afraid. Mm-hmm. So, so all of these things are now out of stasis, wandering around down there, and so what is their agenda going forward? Is it to enslave us? the way they were enslaved? Well, they weren't very happy about happy about being awakened. They were they were in that stasis chamber to they were trying to wait out the next solar event, which is supposed to happen in, you know, in the next 10 years, 12 years. Mm-hmm. You know, this solar event's overdue. So, uh the solar event has a huge effect on their nanites and uh, it also affects the actual timeline, and they were hoping that humanity was going to choose a negative timeline, and that after the solar flash occurred, it would lock in that timeline, and they could come out and pick up where they left off. But they were awakened before the solar event, and they freaked out, and they were removed from Antarctica by this uh, galactic uh, super federation type of group of advanced ET beings that are supposed to be policing and governing um, trade and interactions between civilizations in our galaxy, uh, but they hadn't been um, they hadn't been doing their job as they should in the past. But they are are now because we're getting close to the solar event, the, they're out, they're starting to become a lot more active. So what can we expect from them? I mean, it doesn't sound like they're going to be our best friends, but it also doesn't sound like they're very pleased with the cabal at this point. You know, it's it's right now. Yeah, they're they're not they weren't very pleased with the cabal, but right now, you know, they've been removed by positive ETs. You know, they're going to go through some sort of trial at some point. So they're pretty much oh. off off the table. Uh they're not on the playing field right now. Uh, the okay. main ones that we're dealing with are the Orion group, and they're connected with the reptilians and these insectoid groups, and uh, they're manipulating our consciousness and creating fear and this, the, the planet, turning the planet into like a giant power source for them and this AI god they worship. Because when we put out misery, pain, and fear, they absorb it, and it and this energy goes to this other realm where their AI God is, and it and it feeds off of it. And each of these beings that have these manites and brain chips, they get an energetic kickback um, and a mm. high and, a, and sustenance, and so they're feeding off of it as well. So it's they're like heroin addicts. And if if we found a way to shut off, as some of our cosmic cousins, they were in the same situation as us on other planets, and they overcame these beings. And we, what we have to do is find a way to shut off all the fear, 
uh, if we become angry, it's okay if we're angry at them. And if, if we want them off our planet, you know, that changes the energy. They're no longer feeding on us. But if, if, oh, we, okay. if we stop the misery and the fear and all the, which all this propaganda is, is helping perpetuate uh, that's going around, these beings, they're like heroin addicts. If you cut off the heroin, they go into this uh, horrible withdrawal state and uh, they, they're, you know, they, within a few days, they're, you know, no longer a threat. So we need to starve them out. Yes. And the so best we need way to, to do that, yeah. the best way to do that is to unplug from all of this propaganda and disinformation that is half, most of it, 90% of it is total BS. And you're building, your emotions are growing and growing and building off of total BS, and you're feeding these beings. You're feeding mm. them. Unplug from all of it and just focus on, you know, inward uh, growth as well as protecting your home from all of these negative entities um negative entities are attacking light workers and people that are trying to walk the positive path uh, like crazy right now and you have to find out uh, and learn ways to protect yourself from negative energies and negative uh, beings that are feeding off of you or uh, affecting you you know uh, a lot of people in the light worker community they have like uh, their married or they have a family member or a friend that's not into the spiritual growth that are being manipulated by spiritual beings, you know, uh, shadow beings and other negative uh, beings to affect their behavior and, and in doing so affect your vibration. Because if, if you're impervious mm-hmm. and you've done all the, all the work and they can't affect you directly, you know, through your different traumas and insecurities and all, and, and all of these different ways they have of manipulating you, then they're going to use someone close to you. And so you have to find out ways of recognizing what is going on, not getting emotionally triggered yourself, and finding out different ways of, you know, uh, energetically clearing areas and people, yourself, um, you know. And I'm I'm doing a a course on all of this. If you go to ascensionworks.tv, I'm doing a course about it. But, you know, I think it's imperative that people unplug from all of the propaganda and uh, focus inwardly and also focus on, on their homes and their families, protecting them energetically. How do you protect yourself and your family? Obviously, you guys are very prominent in this field. So what do you do? Oh, wow. Well, not only that, both my children have abilities, and they're always attracting ghosts and that kind of stuff to us. It's, mm-hmm. Oh, it's crazy. But uh, we have, you know, negative people out there that have been using black magic on us and just people that hate us that have been sending us a lot of negative energy. You know, we had to learn different ways of, you know, pouring salt around the perimeter of our house with using the intent of it being a barrier of protection against all negativity. Uh, we smudge the house. We, um, we find areas where, like, if we've had arguments or, or there's neg- been negativity, we, we spray down that area with uh, water that has salt in it with the same intention of, you know, of cleaning and protecting. Uh, you know, like I said, we smudge. Um, there are 
you know, we've, we put tar water up with the same intention around windows and we've strategically p- placed crystals that have the intention required, uh, organite and different things around our home. Um, we've uh, learned to do our own type of spiritual protections and, uh, it's you know a year and a half ago we we were in our old house which had a, a type of portal in it that was created by black magic from these negative people it was horrible we we had constant activity in the house it was constant activity and since we've moved to this new house and we found all of these great ways to protect ourselves from the energetics and the uh, negative beings this has been nothing but peace and serenity since we've, you know, in the last year since we've moved to this place and, and, and put these methods into practice. Well, that's a very comprehensive program you have. That's appreciate you sharing that with everybody. Sure. So sure. Yeah, people can also amazing. take your class. Now, again, where do people go to find this, to sign up for this class, Corey? Yeah, ascensionworks.tv. Uh, it, it's called Surviving Ascension. You know, it's, it also, we also talk about, uh, you know, when to cut cords in relationships um, and how to cut cords in relationships you've already left where there's still energetic cords. Uh, we, we talk a lot about energetic protection and healing and uh, being able to, you know, to move on from traumas and a lot of, a lot of different things. It's, we're really excited about this course uh, you know, even more than our others. But uh, ascensionworks.tv is the place to go. Yeah. That's where to go. And also, my, okay. graphic, and... our, my graphic novel uh, is done. If you go to disclosurecomics.com, you can check that out. And we're looking very likely that that's going to be turned into a scripted series in the near future. And uh, Disclosure Comics, we're going to start uh, doing a, a lot of different graphic novels and comics based on a lot of my information, stuff that's happened, a lot of truth. And we're going to do it in a way that we're going to be able to start bringing it to television, documentaries, video games, and different ways to start affecting people's consciousness all around, helping them understand what oneness is and, and teaching them that going towards a spiritual ascension and a service to others path is far more valuable to them in the long run than a service to self and a transhumanist path. So, mm. you know, using the infrastructure of the enemy to put out this uh, groundbreaking consciousness changing information is what my current mission is. And, and it's going very well right now. Good for you. That's wonderful. You know, it reminds me Good of the board. Everyone. Yeah, right. You know the Borg on Star Trek? Yep. You remember them? I, it just sounds, yep. this transhumanism, it just sounds like the Borg. Yep. Well, there's, I mean, Leave all your... sorts of TV shows where they brought in, you know, the, tran, you know, uh, what was it, Battlestar Galactica. <clears throat> you know, there's, our subconscious is trying to warn us, you know, and it's trying to warn us. You know, we had positive ETs come to us in the 40s and 50s and 60s and say, listen, the people you're making deals with, you're basically making a deal with the devil. And if you disarm, we'll give you all of this technology and bring the world peace. And the consciousness of the time 
you know, right out of World Wars and all of that was like, uh, well, this other group's going to give us advanced technologies and weapons to help us defeat our enemies. So uh, all of that hippie crap you're saying sounds great, and maybe we'll be there someday. But right now, the real world is this, you know. And so they went with, you know, the Orion Group and all of the technology and and building the infrastructure to allow this uh, transhumanist agenda to, to progress and basically hand over the planet and all of the people to this Orion group. Now, what about Eisenhower? Was he approached by the good guys or the bad guys? Because we know he was approached. Both. There's no question. They, he was approached by both. Uh, by both? Truman and okay. Eisenhower. Truman and Eisenhower met with the positive and negative. Uh, and uh, the generals and the different uh, people that were secretly like the majestic people that were starting to to form uh you know had too much influence and they went and and they already you know the these uh gray ets come and say hi you know we basically worship the same god you do you know and it, it just it, it clicked too well because you know their progenitor race had already fallen the Orion group and formed a religion around transhumanism. And it was exactly, they're, they're basically telling them this old religion, we're going to bring it out and everyone is going to learn the truth about uh, creation and, and, but they're going to uh, be guided into this transhumanist, you know, future. And that's what the negative groups are manipulating the ball groups to do. Hmm. Not good, not good. So we really have to do our homework here. I, I want to ask you a question, Corey. This is a little bit off topic, but you may know the answer. You know, I think it was last summer, um, or was it the summer before? There was an event at an observatory in New Mexico, and it was the, the observatory was shut down. The town was evacuated. The sheriff was pissed off because nobody would tell him what was really going on. There were black helicopters over the observatory. Do you know the real story on this one? Well, I was told a couple of different things, and one of them had to do with, um, so imagine the uh, the problem that the secret programs have. They have all of these ships and other types of infrastructure out in space in different Lagrange points and also, you know, slowly traveling around in different types of orbits doing their work. And they have all these pesky microscopes, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, telescopes down here on the planet looking outward. Um, right. The reason that they make people pass satellites is not only because there's a long line of uh, experiments that different scientists want to do, it's that they have a log of where every satellite is going to be pointed at any given time, and they can make sure assets are not within view of these telescopes or, or within view oh. of telemetry. If, if, if they're infrared, I mean, if they're radio telescopes, different types of telescopes even. So if one of these, uh, uh, if something slips through and, and one of these um, facilities picks up something, and the, the scientist on duty behind the desk goes, holy crap, 
look at the screen. Do you see that? And he picks up the phone and he starts calling the university he works for or whatever. Immediately, red flags go off and feds will raid the building and lock it down and all these um, non-disclosures get signed and they're debriefed and um, then you never hear anything. You know, so they have hmm. things like that that occurred. But I, I heard a couple of different things. I don't know for sure what happened at that facility. Though. Yeah, because um, there was also a, heard some one more piece. About, yeah, I heard some yeah, weird things ahead. that were going on in the in that local uh, um, uh, postal system department. Uh, yeah, uh, they were trying to blame this, this whole thing on a guy yeah. that had pornography, which is so ridiculous. Right, right. But there was also a body found of a Belgian tourist at a trailhead. Um, I think oh, yeah, yeah. Not, remember that one? Not too far. Now, according to my source, who was in touch with the sheriff's department out there, they never released that tourist's body back to the family, ever, mm. which is rather <laughs> odd. So there was nothing talked about as to what happened to him. What occurs is they have uh, a group of people uh, that they'll show up in, like, FBI uniforms and any type of uniform that needs to be used. But these people are this uh, global command group that that work with the cabal keeping secrets. And there are certain situations, like if you happen to walk up on a crashed UFO, and mm-hmm. these people are either about to be there or they arrive on the scene while you're there, they're going to kill you. They, they are just going to kill you. They're just, you're going mm-hmm. to be um, a liability that is removed. And uh, if someone saw something that they weren't supposed to, they were probably uh, killed in some fashion. And if they don't give the body back, that usually tells you that they don't want um, – the method of death revealed unless they return it, you know, after it's been cremated. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. unfortunately, that makes too much sense knowing our, our military and our government. But there was another piece to the puzzle, which was a strange odor. So people were talking about that, that there was a strange odor. And one of the theories was that there was an ET that got loose from an underground facility. And he was, uh, I guess, going to that observatory trying to basically phone home. That was another theory about what was going on that day. Hmm. I don't know. I I would have to know if that was a radio um, telescope or an optical telescope. It it would just depend. But uh, Yeah. uh, Isn't that one interesting, though? I like that one. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> now, I know Michelle asked you earlier about friendly aliens, and you've had some good experiences with the blue avians, right? Absolutely. Yeah, they they are basically what we would consider angelic. Um, you know, mm-hmm. they they existed about two billion years ago in our solar system and, and other solar systems close by. And we refer to them as the ancient boulder race. We don't know a whole lot about them. They just kind of disappeared. And, um, you know, they, they have ascended to our higher realm, and uh, they're trying to 
ascend further, but they can't because they're karmically tied to us and our solar system for some things that they did long ago. And uh, so, you know, even the most angelic positive beings have an agenda. They're karmically tied to us, or there's some reason why they need to do what they're doing, you know, uh, and hmm. they're being of service to others, but they're also being of service to themselves by helping themselves. You know, each time they help us advance, they can advance a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Huh. How interesting. So you've spent some time with them and how do you communicate? Do you do this all telepathically? Yeah, with them, it's absolutely all telepathic with, some of the other beings uh, from our local local stellar neighborhood that are positive I've met with, uh, like Nika and his people, they're from like Alpha Centauri uh, double star system. Um, they are very, very positive, and they communicate with me anyway with a combination of speaking and um, uh, giving me pictures, smells, tastes, uh, visualizations, um, at the same time. So it's kind of a multi-layered communication and different beings, uh, not all of the beings communicate the same way. When I was very young and I was in the programs and they were teaching us to interface is what they call it with beings. Um, you know, we were taught to interface with several different levels and types of beings because, you know, depending on their physiology and how advanced they are, uh, you know, they're either all telepathic. Um, there are even some that um, <clears throat> they communicate telepathically while making sounds, not words, but sounds, but also parts mm-hmm. of their skin uh, going bioluminescent, uh, flashing. Uh, it was like this symphony of communication. Some of these different, I mean, there are many different types of communication. It's not like any being you run into, you're just going to connect with them in the same type of mental uh, telepathic way. You've got to kind of fine-tune yourself for every different type of being. And after each communication you have with them, you get more and more accurate and comfortable um, with them and the way they communicate, and you develop kind of a... um, um, I don't know, you know, kind of, I guess a relationship you, um, that, you know, you're, you, you start, or con, you start getting more context, the more they, mm-hmm. they communicate with you, they will use different types of visualizations than what another human would use in a situation. And so you've got to find context for that visualization. And so with what is being spoken or communicated, otherwise, you've got to tie that visualization in and try to understand their point of view and their context that they're trying to communicate and not just use human context and human inter- and how we would interact with other humans, use that type of context with them. You have to forget all of that and, and be open and um, kind of build it on the fly as, as you're communicating with them. Mm-hmm. So they wow. sound like enjoyable that you like the blue avians a lot and you've met others that are also friendly and and easy to talk to i guess you're you're learning a lot well, from them easy, they're not threatening at all easy and exciting to talk to but very it can be very exhausting the that it takes so much energy to communicate on these different levels with these beings and also changing your mindset to to not like just think 
human context when you're getting information from them because you, you'll lose a lot of the meaning of things. And it can be very mentally draining and exhausting. After I've had some of these communications, you know, Stacy, my wife, she will tell you for like three days, I'll sit there and hardly speak and just stare at the wall going over it all, over it <laughs> no. all, over it all, you know, before oh. I can really start talking about it. Gosh. Wow. No idea it was like that. That's really uh, hard work then it's at intense. the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. That is very exciting, though. I mean, you get to meet new friends. That's <laughs> very different friends, which is great. Um, tell me yeah, a little yeah. bit more about the abduction scenario, because obviously we've talked to a lot of abductees, and some of them had very positive experiences. Some of them had really terrible experiences. Are people still being abducted? Are you still hearing about these cases? According to Daryl Sims, it's still going on. Oh, yeah, it's still going on, and, I mean, it will continue. It's been going on for, for a long, long, long time, and, you know, it's it's multifaceted. I, I was shown what was happening to a lot of these people, and, I mean, they're abducting people physically and also, also etherically. I saw a machine where they were, when people were asleep, they were pulling them up in their their consciousness up in their dream states and then holding them in a field where they were trapped and putting in energetic implants and taking off pieces of their of their essence and 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 putting them in mm. storage or taking that piece of essence essence and programming it and putting it into other people i mean doing all sorts of weird stuff on a spiritual consciousness level but also on a physical level they're manipulating our genetics you know by releasing viruses and doing sorts of other things so and, and and by selective breeding, doing all sorts of crazy experiments. It's a multi-leveled, faceted experiment, and it's all about you know uh, interfering with our ascension and evolutionary process to you know fulfill their own means. And they they just want to keep us from expanding to fourth density consciousness. As long as we're in third density consciousness, we are perfect for them to feed off of. When we've flipped over to a fourth density consciousness, we all become more connected with each other. Uh, Deception becomes almost impossible. Um, You see everything for for what it is, and the good pulls away from the bad, and they just kind of separate from each other because it's so obvious, you know. You You can't hide. If you're negative, you can't hide amongst the positive and pretend you're negative. It, it, you just can't do it at that point. So they're trying to keep us from, from evolving, which is where we're supposed to be going to, you know, our next level. And they've kept us mm-hmm. from making that evolution a few different cycles. And they're trying to keep us again. They're trying to keep us, you know, contained to where they can feed off of us and uh, eventually get us into the transhumanist uh, timeline where, you know, we, we, we are basically them. Sick. Well, yeah, control by fear is, is their, their plan. That's obvious. And now we've had Dr. David Jacobs on the, the show a couple of times, and he talks about the hybrid program that they're involved with and that they've actually created a lot of hybrids. Have you, had, have you met any of them? Have you had any experience with the hybrids? Yeah, and there's all different types of hybrid uh, programs. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> but, yes, 
um, yeah, yeah, we've found all different types of hybrids working on uh, different bases uh, in different uh, SSP craft. There have been hybrids that have come in to help uh, work and develop certain technologies. Um, and, you know, it just depends on, on what level of hybrid we're talking about. They, these beings have slowly been hybridizing many different genetic strains from across the galaxy into us. You know, we are mm. very little of whatever original genetic essence was whatever, whatever we were in the beginning on this planet. We've had, you know, the, these are genetic farmer races. They have done all sorts of experiments. They've traded genetic materials across the galaxies. And they use all of this in their experiments, and, and they splice all of these different genes in, uh, into us, and they put in, and we've been grown like, you know, kind of in a, in a Petri dish for a while. And they even affect our consciousness by controlling our religions and, and how we perceive, you know, uh, the spiritual realm. They create all of this left versus right, up versus down stuff to keep us divided and, and, and not coming together into a cohesive uh, uh, group consciousness. You know, we're, we're more of like a schizophrenic uh, group consciousness <laughs> because of their... That's not really good description. Really <laughs> true. That's really yeah. true. Well, I know David talked a lot about how when they grow these hybrids in their Petri dish or, or column of fluid or whatever it is they put these things in, they don't get to know and learn human attributes. So they need to be trained, is what he was saying, yep. and that's why they were continuing to take abductees and force them to train these hybrids how to act human. You've heard that? Yeah, yeah. When they get to a certain age, um, like, you know, they get to about 18 years old, they will, uh, if there's a abduct abductee, you know, uh, person that's been repeatedly abducted or a contactee, uh, a lot of times they will manipulate them into a situation to where they subconsciously become roommates with one of these hybrids. And mm -hmm. they start, but they don't consciously know what they are, but on a, some level they do because they kind of take them under their wing and start, you know, training them how to be a human, you know, <laughs> basically. Yeah. This is all so incredible and yet believable given how much has been kept from us for such a long period of time. I find that very sad that so much information has been hidden. So we're yeah. working with, with very little, with, with hardly any of the truth. I mean, that's why we're so grateful for you coming on the show and, well, thank and talking you. Yeah, to I mean, us. And it's, so, it's hard to find the truth, but right now is the the time of times when it comes to disinformation. I mean, nothing you're hearing from all of these different truth or communities or the mainstream media, none of it, it's not true. It's, it's right now is a very difficult time to know what's going on. That's why we re really need to unplug and, and focus inwardly. Yeah, because now they've thrown this uh, Russia-Ukraine situation at us. And it's yeah. like, you know, Everybody rah rah no. Ukraine and these poor people and they create this. Not that it isn't a, these poor people, obviously being bombed or shot at, um, but it's there's more to this story and 
A lot. That's what we don't hear. A lot. Okay. Yeah. I Good. talk to on a weekly basis. I talk to generals and colonels and people really, you know, NATO people. And from what I've heard, a lot of really amazing things about what's going on, and none of it's what we're being told in the news. Can you share anything? Is it? Well, uh, it, it not being censored, no. Okay. It's, it's a, <laughs> what's going on there is uh, the new world order. Whatever happens in Ukraine that determines whether this new world government is going to really it, – it's a pivotal – What's happening there is pivotal. Okay. Well, that's helpful. That's really all I can say. Yeah. That's very helpful to know. So what can wow. we do to help the Ukraine? Is it about sending positive energy, staying away from the fear? Like, how can we help that as an individual? Well, I would feed the the energy, the meditative energy of positivity and healing to the actual people um, because mm-hmm. I wouldn't say, you know, help the Ukrainian government or help the Russian government or help any of these things because we don't know we don't know what's going on and we don't want to feed our energy into something that shouldn't we shouldn't be. So just think mm-hmm. about the children, the people, um, you know, hold them in your hearts and prayers and in your meditations and not get involved in the political uh, hubbub or any of the propaganda going around because none of it's true. Yeah, yeah. That's a, a Michelle. That's a great question, and and Corey, that was a great answer. Yeah, it's so confusing, and so this is what we need to do. I I agree completely. I think that is what we need to do: is to focus on the people, not the governments, of either side. Yes. So yeah, the gov- that makes the a lot of sense. Through. The governments are. I missed that. Uh, none of the governments are trustworthy. None of them. Yeah, that's true. None of them. Yep, absolutely the truth. So what are your feelings on people making their own contact with ETs, reaching out and trying to communicate with ETs? I mean, you can do that and... uh you know, you'll probably, most of the contact you will get, you may not recognize. It'll be through dreams and uh, subconscious type of communication, like I said. Uh, but be careful what you wish for, because you can also summon some negative beings that come in and that look like angels, and they tell you all the right things that make you feel good, make you feel special, make you feel important. And the next thing you know, you're, you know, you're in a bad situation. So, um, there are a lot of negative entities out there that are tricksters that are being sent out to confuse us right now. So I would say to most people, stop looking outside, look inward. Uh, we're all fragments of the one infinite creator. We're all, all of, no matter how crappy our existence is, it's special to the one infinite creator because it wanted to have that experience. It wanted to experience mm-hmm. everything possible. And that's how we. Be, that's why we be, we have amnesia and don't remember what we are. Because if we remembered we were a fragment of God, there's no way we would go through this crap. But yeah, we the, we wouldn't. The, we wouldn't put up with it. No. Yeah. So don't get so caught up in ETs and, and beings outside of yourself 
look inward, get your traumas and insecurities under control and, and become a whole person who can use their mind and their emotions and balance and not just jump from thing to thing off of emotions or get so caught up in your mind that you don't feel find a balance and once you you find that balance you might find a lot more contact than you expected because you're ready at that point um, otherwise you're going to get a diminished and a different type of contact unless quite honestly it's negative beings mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah we don't want that now, when you talk about getting your own traumas healed and your fears under control, you've been exposed to a lot of really advanced technology. And one of the most powerful, I think, is sound. And are there any sound programs or outputs that you know about that would help people with this? Because I know there's a lot of stuff on YouTube that's actually pretty good. For you know, there's a lot of stuff out things there. like that. Yeah, you know, I know there's like rice technology, and there's also these audio tones. There's a lot of different stuff that we're kind of experimenting with, and um, we have to learn how to combine them together and use them in concert in different ways, along with meditative states and other types of technology. I think we're in the infancy kind of of it. But uh, when I was in the programs, yeah, they could turn on an antenna, a, a little radio type thing that had an antenna on it. it. They wave it around your body. It basically picked up the frequencies of all the DNA and all of the different things from your body. And if it picked up the frequency of cancer or a frequency of another terrible disease, they then had a different device that uh, – wasn't a receiver it was a transmitter and it would transmit a frequency that would turn off the frequency of the genetics of the cancer or the disease and it would just go inert and Mm. it just go inert and so they have the ability you know I, i lost an aunt to cancer knowing this technology existed all of this stuff is really upsetting you know knowing that it existed and has existed but that, yeah, they have technologies that uh, can prolong, you know, the lifespan and quality of life in humanity for sure. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking about is wouldn't that be nice, especially for people who are suffering from, uh, well, we all are suffering from some kind of emotional trauma and it gets stuck in ourselves and then it leads to other problems. But, uh, you know, just having a sound program, a sound system that can help us to release it, like the one you described with the antenna that can make it go inert so it's not continually running us on a hamster wheel of anxiety or depression or whatever people go through. So it's, and they have this. So our government has this right now in their hot little hands, and they're just not willing to share it with anybody. Oh, yeah. Well, darn it. Yeah, so you said it was upsetting to you because you lost a loved one who could have been saved by this. Yeah, and they're not going to release this technology anytime soon. You know, I people talk about med beds and all of these different things coming out and and yeah. I'm not hearing I'm not hearing any of this stuff. I'm not hearing that anybody's preparing to release med beds. I hear of different people you developing the technologies that you and I were talking about earlier, you know, working in concert and and, and uh, they're learning the bio neural frequencies of different diseases and they're developing <clears throat> a lot of that right now. 
<clears throat> but uh, it's nowhere close uh, in the uh, civilian sector of, you know, ready to be released, and the secret groups are not, are, are not going to release it. Yeah. Yep, that's just one more strike against them. <laughs> so, yeah, that's really awful. That's too bad because so many people are suffering on so many levels, and it could be alleviated, but that's not their goal. That's not why they have the technology. So, plus the energy technology they, they have the is huge. Suffer, the more we suffer, the more we feed this Orion group, you know? Right. Yeah, the more they like so it. Why, why, yeah, yeah. Why would, why would they make our quality of life, you know, any better than it is now? <laughs> right. Yeah, those stinkers. What about this? I have a question for you. Uh, the difference between angels and ETs. Some people say they're the same thing. <clears throat> well, you know, it does depend on perspective. You know, the the Anshar and different groups I've been in communication with, you know, they were in communication with people two, 3,000 years ago. And to the consciousness level of two, 3,000 years ago, if you ask, if you showed someone 3,000 years ago a submarine and with their language and understanding of the time, ask them to describe what they saw, what are they going to tell you? And if an yeah. ET comes down and talks with them and is positive and gives them um, information that is good and then ascends back into the sky, how are they going to describe that? Are they going to say extraterrestrials came down in an obvious craft made, uh, made of technology, or are they going to be – drawn to their kind of mythologies and understanding of the time and language of the time and say that a chariot floated down and, and, and communicated in that type of language. So right. the people out there, you know, I get, have people that communicate all the time saying, you know, all, all aliens are the devil. They're all demons, you know, and, you know, you know, you're partially right. You know, some of them are the demons of, from the book that you you study, and some mm-hmm. of these ETs are the angels, but these are physical beings we're talking about. We have beings that are up in the more angelic realms that are interacting and um, having a lot to do with the evolution um, of galaxies that uh, many in the in, in the top secret programs were unaware of until recently. They were unaware of these higher density beings. They just thought of oh. about these flesh and blood uh, reptilians and flesh and blood Orions, and you know they were more on that level of thinking. You know, and now they're becoming more aware of these higher density negative and positive beings that play a larger role in what's going on. And you know, they're they're in new. They find themselves in new waters. Interesting. Goodness. Please, Corey, uh, give us your website again for your graphic novel and for your course so people can come find you. Well, CoreyGood.com is the best place for a portal to find everything. But DisclosureComics.com and AscensionWorks.tv, and you'll be able to, those places you'll be able to find all my work. What a wonderful hour and a half this has been. Uh, just very it's exciting. Yes. I enjoyed yes, it. Thank amazing. You. Oh, well, thank you, Corey. And Oh, please. We would love it. And we hear your voice is kind of going, so we'll have yeah, to do our is. continued conversation when you're feeling 
up to it, you can let us know. We'll make ourselves available off the air, and uh, we'd love to have you back. And, and thank you so much for being with us tonight. This is just incredible, just incredible. Thank, thank you. you. I had a great time. Good, good. Well, we did too. We've That's enjoyed for sure. It. Yes, very exciting. We got to ask you so many questions, and you had answers. So thank you so much. So next week, everybody, we will be back with another great show. And until then, be safe, and we will see you on the Blue Highway. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural